in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's edition of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute honour and privilege to scour the world of contemporary Christian music, worship and other genres to speak to really talented Christian artists who are making a difference in their field. And I'm very pleased to welcome back for the second time on the show our Atlantic Roots. They've got some absolutely wonderful tracks. Uh, before we meet them, let's hear this first track. It's called Meadows and Trenches. Time will tell us what will come. Though we don't know, we will grow old with the sun. We will and Trenches by Our Atlantic Roots. Hey Laura, hey Matt, how are you doing guys? Hey, Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for having us. It's, it's an absolute joy to have you back again. So you guys are obviously, well, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to your music for quite a while now, but not all of our listeners will necessarily be familiar with you or familiar with your story. So perhaps we should recap on where you guys have come from, uh, how you got together and why is that you're a band and where the name came from? Because that's a question I don't normally ask, but it'd be nice to know. So feel free, you've got the floor. Perfect. <laughs> Great. So we are um, our Atlantic Roots. I'm Laura. This is Mac, my husband. And um, we've been married now for almost 10 years. We uh, we started singing together 10 years ago, pretty much when we first met. Uh, so it's quite a cute story, really, because we fell in love over songwriting. Um, I went out to the States when I was 18 to do a gap year, which turned into five years at a, a Bible college. And, um, and I met Mac the fourth year that I was out there. And essentially, we got put together to lead worship and to do everything everything music related and uh, we just love music and we discovered each other's love for music and would kind of bond over that and sat down one day to write our first song and uh, we wrote that song in six hours and then we never looked back it's not a song that's out there it's kind of it was just the initial stepping stone and writing together um but yeah we that's where the journey kind of started for us yeah I'll let you add to that Mac yeah so our Atlantic roots uh so being from North Carolina um, in the U.S., uh, where I was born and raised, um, and Laura being from the U.K., we were kind of from either side of the Atlantic, um, which is, uh, you know, the kind of Atlantic part of it. Um, and it's kind of like where our roots were from either side of the Atlantic. So that's where our Atlantic roots came from. But also, we really wanted to get some kind of tree reference into the, the name of our band because... Um, we love nature. Because we love nature. We love we love trees. Like, um, I love going for... A good forest walk. I grew up in the woods. Um, there was like a huge woodland next to my house and um, lots of trees in North Carolina. So yeah, I, I, I um, you know, play guitars. They're made of wood and 
all sorts. Anyway, so I just thought, you know, I'd love to have a tree reference. So our Atlantic roots kind of spawned from that. <laughs> do, do you take credit for your name yourself? Or was it, a- it, was it was definitely a joint decision. Yeah, we kind yeah. of sat down with a pen and paper and wrote out all kinds of uh, wacky ideas. I, I'm pretty sure I still have the piece of paper somewhere that's covered in all of the things that we could have been. Um, and, I was going to um, ask, I, can you remember any of the ones that you rejected? What was the worst one that you nearly didn't go for? Oh gosh, I honestly can't remember oh, the worst one, remember. but we definitely wrote down some names that we thought were really cool and then we discovered that there was another band called that name or that there was like a random hairdressers in New York by that name and they'd already got like the social media handles. and Like actually that was a legit thing um one of the one of the names had it was one of the names was like a festival in portugal and another one was a hair salon in new york and um when you're thinking of a name you have so much to think it's about. hard yeah it's hard i will i'm the advice i suppose we never call yourselves cindy's hairdressers new york it's uh, just gonna, you know it's gonna be we, taken we, we, yeah. we thought that would have been the perfect name but you know <laughs> it was already taken so Fine, but I, I like your name. I like your name, and I, I actually think somehow the name also sort sort of feels like it suits your music style as well, really nicely. I'm really glad to hear about that because, like, when we first write, wrote the name and wrote the name down, and then um, decided to go with it, it's kind of like we had to grow into it a little bit, and um, it felt weird calling ourselves a name at first. I think any name would have felt a little bit strange because it's like this new kind of identity that you're taking on in a way. Um, and although it sums up who we are in our music, um, it did still feel a little bit strange at first, but yeah. now it's become norm and like normal and uh, people actually recognize us by the name, which is pretty cool. The Atlantic, so for me, just makes you think of rolling waves. And I think yeah. your music also has this rolling sort of essence to it sometimes. It sort of washes over you. It's absolutely beautiful. So um, so it's, it it's good. So you mentioned you both love nature. Have you have you ever been diving? No, never. No. Is that because you're scared of going underwater or is it just not come about? I Well, I don't think Mac would be, I don't think Mac would ever do that. <laughs> I would probably do snorkeling. I prefer being on the water than in it. Yeah, I think it would be, I would say, nev- not never for me, but um, I would probably need some coaxing into it. And I love it when, I, when I've done it, I'm sure, but... <laughs> I'm not very adventurous in that way. It freaked me out a little bit, I think. So, 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 so I've dived a few times and when I dive, I will very often that night have a diving dream because it's just so extraordinarily beautiful yeah. that my brain is just loving processing all the wonderful sights and things that, that I've seen. And, and what you described about yeah. sort of putting your face down to the water and seeing the, the distance. I remember yeah. swimming, swimming along a channel and then coming out with an opening just to deep, deep, deep water below. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is like... Whatever, whatever's down there is down there, but it's just the most beautiful experience. So, um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd recommend that to you. Maybe try snorkeling though if you don't want to go under. Yeah, yeah snorkeling sounds like a good starting place. I remember that last year, or it might have even been earlier this year, um, I did put my head under the water and I looked, I had some goggles on and I looked out towards the, uh, towards the kind of abyss of the, the big old blue ocean and and i think i've seen too many movies where a shark will just appear and i was just like so freaked out by it oh okay awesome but i was still a little bit like apprehensive talking of the ocean am i right in saying i think you you told me you work for a a surfing charity do you still do that 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so I do that just a couple of days a week um, at the moment. It's called the Wave Project and it's a surf therapy charity. So we take young people aged between eight and 18 surfing as an alternative form of therapy. So they will get uh, referred to us by professionals, for example, the NHS and schools, um, doctors, uh, and then they will be prescribed a course of surfing. So it'll be six sessions over six weeks, um, all all kinds of abilities. Um, literally anybody of any ability can can have a go because there's the people there to support them. And then they have this like immersive experience in the in the ocean and have an opportunity to get in the cold water, do some exercise, meet some friends, um, practice, you know, resilience, being <laughs> thrown off the board uh, by a wave and then getting back on and having a high five because getting off the board isn't the end of the story it's actually just the beginning of catching a wave um so yeah it's a really cool charity and um we're actually going we well we're going to be singing at one of their awards ceremonies later which is exciting so that that's cool what, what, yeah. what's the award ceremony for then so oh so um it's essentially just celebrating everything that the young people have achieved um and not only the young people um like this past year but the instructors and all the people that have been involved so there's it's pretty much a volunteer led well yeah it's it's quite a volunteer led charity there are employees but we wouldn't be able to do what we do without volunteers and there's i think around about 3000 volunteers have been trained around the UK and they actually do this not just in Cornwall but all around the UK so we have projects in Northern Ireland and Scotland even London and Bristol because uh, in Bristol there's an inland wave pool uh, so young people are referred from the inner cities and um, yeah, can still have that experience in a, it's a man-made wave pool, but all of the kind of essential elements are there um, and the results have been the same. And then with London, um, they do sometimes things like stand-up paddleboarding on the Thames, um, uh, but they also go to the beaches in Brighton as well. Um, so yeah, and 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 there there is a big incentive when you're doing stand up paddleboarding on the Thames to stay on your board. Oh yeah, because I don't know if you saw on the news recently about 92 billion liters of sewage discharged by Thames water. I just want to name and shame them because that is unbelievable uh, into the Thames over the last two years. Gosh, so, just, so yeah, I mean, don't even get me started on that whole thing. Water pollution because we and just pollution in general because yeah. we see so much of that here in Cornwall. It's it's pretty crazy. So oh, and Cornwall always looks so beautiful in the sea always looks so wonderful but certainly i hope that british water companies start picking up their game so um and people me too right to your people yeah right to your mp right to your mp people so and uh, actually you didn't mention that i think there's a wave project uh, in bournemouth which is where i'm from there and is. Are, so which, right. is, which is great so and if people are thinking that they're, they know someone who should be maybe accessing this sort of help so it's for people what age um, so it's ages 8 to 18 and um, you'll simply need to um, get a referral from any professional who knows the child. So it could be, yeah, like I said, a doctor, teacher, um, a social worker, and then they can just find out how to refer to the WAVE Project by visiting waveproject.co.uk. And uh, you'll probably end up coming through to me. So we'll get to have a chat. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, okay. Uh, and um, I guess it's probably true for lots of independent musicians that they they have to have multiple bows in their no arrows in their quiver to to be able to support themselves and all the rest of it so so mac what about yourself how much of your time is spent on music and how much is spent on on other things well at the moment i have actually um 
um, I'm full time, which is pretty great. So that's exciting. Yeah, sitting at home. So, but up until last week, I was actually making hats. So, oh, um, what's yeah. the word for a person who makes hats? A milliner. A milliner. That I yes, that is right. And I can see. Well, your hat was it got a shout out for it, it, for it, yeah. very cool hat at, at the, um, the attention always. Although I didn't you, you, that particular one, but that's the guy I work for. So I have a few back there that I have made. Yeah, they look very cool. Just just I'll, I'll finish just saying at, at the UK Christian Music Awards. That's that's where that's you were. You were you were sitting down the front. I was on the other side, and uh, and everyone was very impressed with your hat, including the presenters who who pointed out how cool it was. So which was, which was great. Okay, so um, so you 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 stopped hat making at the moment. Yeah, just at the moment. Yeah, for now. So the biz- um, the, the guy who runs the business, Marcel Woodvegas, um, he is based. Well, he has a shop here in uh, in Nansledden in Newquay, and um, and that's where Mac was based. Um, and he's just kind of been doing that on a freelance basis for a few out, months. Yeah, uh, but he just opened up a shop on Savile Row in London, which is very exciting. So uh, a few of Mac. That, that's that is super super cool posh sort of area in london really isn't it and that's wow it's pretty cool that mac has created something well not created but he's made something um that is now sat um on savile row in like the one of the biggest fashion districts in the world which is pretty cool um but you actually did youth work didn't you for nine years before i did yeah yeah so i was a youth worker um at a local church for well we when we moved from i was in yorkshire for four years and then um, we moved to Cornwall five years ago. And yeah, I was the youth worker for five years. Almost six, Almost. actually. <laughs> Only a few months away from being six years, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, time time flies when you're having fun. And and you and you smiled as you said it. So clearly you you I guess you enjoyed the the fruit of the things that you were doing with youth work. Yeah, yeah. I I I enjoyed working with the kids. I it was one of those things. Sometimes I could be a big kid myself and there's always those times where I was like, oh man, I really, I really can't, could do with not having this responsibility right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where like, it, it's not like a normal job. I like guess it's, it's hard to put that down at the end of the day. Um, and it's not the kind of thing that you can just like show up, do your job and then leave. Because um, like, you know, it's just, it's trying to organize things and you know, keep in touch with the keep kids in touch the with kids and parents and, you know, stuff kicks off and then they call you in the middle of the night and parents are like, oh, can you have a chat tonight? Kid? They're struggling a bit. And it's like, yeah, OK. Yeah. I can I, I can imagine it's quite it's quite broad in its depths. If you're doing youth work, hats off. Oh, hats on maybe in your case, <laughs> but hats off to, to, to anyone involved in youth work, Definitely. because it's one of the things, though, that is, is challenging. It's very hard. People burn out doing it quite often as well. But it is one of the things where uh, actually it makes a world's difference to the kids that, that you, you get to impact in that way. So, And it also that it, it can oftentimes be I think some people see it almost as a stepping stone to like becoming like a, you know, a senior pastor or something one day. And um, so it's it's crazy. Like a statistic was that I'm kind of changing the subject. It's not on us anymore. But but there's like a statistic that um the average youth leader is only in in place for a maximum of two years and which is sad because you know if you think about how many youth leaders a a young person is likely to see throughout their time in school and already you know that's kind of a new season in their lives and there's so much going on and 
I think it's important for a young person to have consistency through that time. So I've tried to like stay in post, even when I was feeling like, oh man, there's so much tension between the music and that. And like, I, I just wanted to make sure that somebody was there for that and, and like supporting young people through that. But I mean, it's important to know that, you know, youth leaders are so important because they're, they're raising up the, you know, the, the next generation of, of go-getters and, and pioneers. Um, so yeah, they need a lot of support and love and attention. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've got to say, um, sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of hard work. Do you have a funny story and also a highlight from your time as a youth worker? Uh, there was one where, uh, so I, I technically can still do it, but I haven't done it in a while, but I can do like backflips and things. Oh, um, wow. The kids thought was amazing. Um, got me really, you know, mad props in the youth. Uh, and you're not, and you're not, you're not short. You're quite tall. So I think for tall yeah. people, backflips <laughs> yeah. are harder. I'm tall. So that's why I assume I can't do them. <laughs> but yeah, I used to do a lot of like parkour and stuff. So I can do all kinds of fun flips. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's pretty awesome. And the kids were like, oh, do a backflip. And I was like, no, no, I need to be responsible. And they're like, come on, come on. I was like, okay, come on, you convinced me. So I went to go do a backflip. And I didn't realize, but in this one part of the 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 church, um, there was like a trap door because it's where the stage was. Oh, the, kid, the, kid, the kids pranked you. They'd undone the thing <laughs> underneath it. it was Nobody the knew. Yeah, this is the thing. No so idea. it was like, it was really old. And it was like, had been like carpeted over. Um but there was a trap door underneath. So I did this backflip and just landed on the trap door and just went straight through the floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, they're like, oh. And I walked out of the room for a second and I was already kind of, I was already getting mad at Mac because I was thinking, man, he probably doesn't need to be jumping up and doing flips in the middle of the church hall. It's not going to end well. And I just heard this massive bang and then silence. And then the kids started like laughing and they were like, Mora. <laughs> <laughs> and I came out and said a few choice words to Mac. Oh dear. That is, that is <laughs> anyway. funny. That is funny. Oh, well, well, um, health and safety says clearly you should always check under all the carpets, wherever you are, if you're going to do a backflip, <laughs> just in case there's a trap door there that you didn't know about. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's a great story landed it, though. <laughs> landed it though. okay that's good that's good so and you didn't get injured no i didn't actually it's a miracle although the really. one time that he did a backflip um in the snow with uh, wellies yeah, on that one hurt we did have a hospital trip and yeah. um yeah okay i think that was one of those ones where i kind of i saw i saw uh mac in midair and i was just like Oh no, he's too far away to. Oh, I saw him just before he was gonna do the flip. Yeah, and... again, I landed it, but I landed on a patch of ice. And just... oh, ouch! My face. Ouch! That's not. That's not really yeah. comfortable. So, so <laughs> yes, again, health and safety risk assessment. Uh, never do backflips <laughs> in Wellingtons. Yeah. Wellington boots. What do you call them in America? You probably don't call them Wellington boots. Uh, yeah, what do you I call them? It's been actually. so long ago, hasn't it? Um, what do you call them? Rain boots, I think. Rain boots, yeah. I think. It's yeah, rain the big, the big, the big rubbery boots yeah. that you yeah. go, go, go halfway up to your knees, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, on the ice that you should never do Wellington boot backflips on ice. Definitely Bad combination. Not. Okay. Yeah. And how about how about a highlight from your youth work years? Good question. I mean, there was uh, there was a, a young lad who I was working with who um, he just happened to come in, so he was having some troubles at school and like he wasn't doing very well. Um, in a school setting and our church had this um, program uh, that was 
called well it was it was called storehouse so it was like a a a thing that we do that we like it's like a soup kitchen kind of thing or like a community kitchen where we kind of um offered you know feeding homeless people and kind of like a multi-agency hub as well um which was kind of cool but then he went to go volunteer at that um and we ended up chatting and he ended up coming to youth even though he was a little unsure about this whole church christian thing and um he ended up not only becoming a christian but like being fully on fire and like the rest of the group actually ended up like he he kind of naturally led them and they started seeing this change in his life because they were quite complacent you know at this point and i was like trying to figure out like okay what am i going to do to try and like you know, inspire these young people. And then it just naturally happened where this kid came in and he had this encounter with Jesus. And, and it was amazing just to see the complete transformation in his life. And like everyone who had contact with this kid was like, like he, he's, he hasn't been having these outbursts like he was. He's, he's, he's way kinder than he used to be. He's, he's becoming more thoughtful and like, and he just kind of took on this natural, like young leader kind of position. And it was incredible just to see that transformation in his life and the way that he inspired the rest of the group. And um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And then like, you know, the spirit of God just kind of broke out in that youth group after that. And um, there was a lot of amazing stories that came from that moment that that young kid had with Christ. And he was, and he stood up and was like, don't you guys get it? Like, don't you guys understand who we're serving right now? Like, this is the God of the universe. And he came and he, he changed I my think life. I think Max, we live in the moment. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like, yeah, but it sounds, it sounds great. And, and for all of us, there's that opportunity though, isn't there? That we, we can just say something to someone that becomes one of the things that takes on a journey that, that changes their life. And then the fruit goes on because clearly that guy is going to be changing other people's lives as well, which is which is exciting. So I'm going to rewind though because the bit the bit that started off was was talking about the fact you stopped doing hat making because you're you're putting more time into the music side of things at the moment, and there's an EP coming out early in 2024. So what what sort of thing uh, should people be looking forward to then? Um. Definitely. I mean, the EP has the classic Atlantic Roots sound um, with the harmonies. It's quite a lot more stripped back than our um, than our music to date, really. So quite a lot of our music, although started out being written on acoustic guitar with vocals, has um, kind of become quite cinematic and, and we love that. But this uh, EP, we recorded with Andy Bell, who's actually the producer from our very first EP, First Light. Um, and he's a really well-respected producer within the UK folk scene, kind of works with everybody who's anyone um, in the UK folk scene. So it's a real privilege um, to be able to partner with him on this. Uh, but we actually also worked with some really great musicians, some of the very best uh, folk musicians in the UK on this project. So Sam Sweeney uh, played fiddle for us and um, Ben Nichols played the double bass and they both play alongside people like Seth Lakeman and um, in their own rights as well have released um, you know music that's been used for film and things like that they're really great so what they've added to our tracks is really special but they're kind of the sound of the tracks uh, are very much like the coastline of Cornwall they were kind of inspired by some of the more old uh, some of the older kind of um, Cornish music. So there's only... sounds a little bit more a little bit more traditional than some of the other stuff. Yeah, just done. just a little bit. Um, but 
yeah, it's going to be a kind of an interesting release. It is quite different to to our uh, releases to date, but we like to keep things fresh. And um, and this is definitely, I mean, a few of these songs are songs that we've been sitting on for literally years now and just waiting for the opportune moment to release them. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Actually, I'm I'm really excited, and I haven't heard it, but but you guys obviously have been living with it for a little while. What, what's the name? What's the name of the EP? Um, the EP is called um, Memories Live On. Does anyone else know that, or is this is this a new thing? Um, I, don't think... I think we may have mentioned it um, in passing to one or two people, but this is pretty much you know you're pretty much hearing this fairly exclusively that that's the new quite EP exciting. Called Memories Live On. Yeah, Memories Live um, On. So that's what people need to be looking out for come yeah. some point in the new year so early early on 2024 uh, how, how many tracks are on it four so it's yep so it's a it's a it's a short ep a couple of those songs are fairly short as well um but uh it's just a kind of a little the, the songs feel like they fit well together and it made sense to release them as an extended playlist um and yeah we'll see see what the world thinks to them but we did for the front cover we did climb into a disused tin mine not not down the mine you'll be pleased to know but we did climb into a disused engine house that when we did get in there we thought to ourselves um the cracks in the walls of this engine house don't look super sturdy so we probably won't do this again um but they did make some really cool photos so yeah we basically risked our lives for for art there it does it sounds quite scary because i have seen some of those disused tin mine sort of places and i'm like ooh, i i, I never go too close to them full stop so um so you're yeah. very brave or <laughs> foolish or a combination yeah. of the two i'm not sure which probably mostly the second but yeah <laughs> but it made a great photo yeah we're not we're not recommending that or wellington no. boots no. when you do Definitely. jumps no Absolutely. Okay. no yeah so things so, not to do with our atlantic roots oh, with the <laughs> yes this is the artist interview with gordon t we, we've come to our next track which is called under the sun tell us about under the sun the story behind it and what's happened with it as well yeah so under the sun i guess i wrote the lyrics to this one so mm. should i explain what the kind of lyrics are really yeah this one yeah um so I kind of been pondering on a few thoughts for a while and I feel like I had never been able to to get the get the thoughts out into anything that really made sense and then managed to put under the sun together lyrically and I just felt like it was like a release of something that I'd been wanting to say for quite a while. So um a lot of it is a lot of the lyrics were inspired by scripture and um particularly King Solomon's writing in Ecclesiastes. Um and of course many of you, many listeners will know that um King Solomon had great wealth and riches as the king of Israel. Um but he got to a point in his life where he was reflecting on the value and meaning of it all. Um and he compared much of the activities of humanity as a chasing of the wind, kind of here today and gone tomorrow. And the whole song is about this like wrestle between the material and the things that we can store on the earth and the the most important things, the things that we store in heaven and the true riches um, and what, um, you know, and what all of that means. And uh, as humans, <laughs> we're constantly kind of in this wrestle, I feel like, with, um, you know, work and the things that we can buy and the things that we give our time and attention to. And the whole song is really an encouragement to fix our minds on things above and to kind of reflect on where we're investing in in our lives and um 
so yeah that that's kind of the concept of the song and then uh, psalm 90 verse 12 says teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom and it's just kind of having that mindset of remembering that our days are precious and um and and where we invest our time into um and yeah where our treasure is there our hearts will be um is kind of like the the kind of thought behind the song and just making sure that we're investing in those most important things our relationship with god our relationship with others the way that we love god the way that um we love other people and um yeah the lyric in the pre-chorus what will we echo from distant shores what are we chasing what do we store is my favorite line of the song and it sums up the main thought which is if we were stood on the shores of eternity looking back towards the earth what legacy would we have left what treasure did we store treasure that was tangible and likely to us or treasure that would last um, and yeah, so it's kind of a challenging song and an encouraging song, I hope, as well. Sun by Our Atlantic Roots and thank you so very much to Mac and Laura for being here on the artist interview and thanks for all you shared. You know what, it, it'd be great Mac if you would be happy to pray for listeners right now. Yeah, absolutely. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to um, chat about the, the work that we've been doing but Lord, we are we're all just servants of you, Lord. We're, we're serving your your purpose. And Lord, I pray that the music that we write brings you glory, Lord. And um, Lord, and it touches people's lives and that people feel like they can connect with our music um, on a personal level, Lord. Um, these songs are written out of our own experiences and our own little uh, revelations and just written out of a journey with you. And I just pray for everyone that's listening right now, Lord, that... Um, that they would journey with you, that they would draw closer to you, Lord, as they journey with you. And Lord, I also want to pray that um, you would just help everyone to recognize the gifts that you've given them, Lord, and um, that they would be using those gifts that they have to to serve you, to share a little bit of you with the people around them, Lord. Um, because Lord, we all have a part to play in, in your kingdom and but Lord, the most important thing is that we're spending time with you and that we are um that we're joining together as, as brothers and sisters in, in Christ. We thank you and we we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thanks very much, Mac. And if you're listening to this uh, conversation and you're thinking, who is this Jesus that Mac, Lauren Gordon is chatting about? If you're in the UK, just get along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many great churches that would love to help you know more of God's love. If you're listening to one of our partner stations worldwide, just contact the studio and ask them to recommend a really great church. I know they'd love to do that for you. Thanks very much, guys, for all you've shared. Now, that song, uh, Under the Sun, uh, was nominated uh, in two categories at the UK Christian Music Awards, which we were both at recently up in London. Which which categories was it in? Yeah, so it was nominated for Song of the Year in the Indie Folk Acoustic category, and it was also nominated for Music Video of the Year. Um, so we we did kind of a, a pretty a bigger... I mean, it was a bigger production video in that it, it was really, it was shot absolutely wonderfully and a lot of thought and time and effort went into it, but it was with a really small team. So Mac and I and the videographer um, sitting down wow. together and coming up with this um, concept that would kind of go along with telling, you know, well, what I was just sharing about the meaning behind Under the Sun, how do we visually um, kind of capture capture that so I definitely encourage you to go and watch the, the YouTube video. We're really, really proud of it. It's on YouTube, obviously, um, Our Atlantic Roots. And then if you just search Under the Sun, you'll find it. And it kind of starts off in black and white and then eventually goes into colour. And, um, yeah, it was pretty fun to shoot and come up with a concept. And we're really proud of how it turned out. Yeah. Although it seems like every music video or video we shoot, is always in winter and we always are freezing every time we go out this year. <laughs> yeah, Max more Max more bothered about that than me being from North Carolina. Uh, yeah, my North Carolina blood is it it doesn't deal with cold very I'm like, well. Hey Mac, we're gonna go shoot a video today on the beach and of course you and he goes out in his like jackets and stuff. Yeah, it's and only like, it's only like fifty mile an hour you, wind. You can't wear a jacket for this degrees. nice video. <laughs> and he's always like, why? <laughs> oh, anyway. okay. The, yeah, there is a solution to that, though. But I guess it doesn't work very well. I was going to say summer. Uh, but um, the trouble is then it's really busy down the beach. Yeah, and well, that's it, yeah. We had things, to specifically so. go out. To yeah. be completely honest, we did record, Mac has um, clearly forgotten this, but we did actually record the uh, Under the Sun video in the summer. Um, but it was just early in the morning because we had to um, make sure that the crowds weren't there. Uh, for the drone shots of me yeah. on an empty beach, pretty much. Uh, okay. But there's some really cool little camera tricks in there and, um, yeah, really cool, like, imagery and, and visuals, and we had a lot of fun filming that. When, when, when you think about how many videos have been made by so many different bands across mm. the UK, it's a phenomenal achievement that with just the two of you and a, and a videographer, you did actually come in in one of the finalists of the category, so it's yeah. Weird. It was a really cool surprise. We weren't expecting that, and it was really nice to kind of be recognised in that way because sometimes you put these releases out, and for whatever reason, they don't get picked up by as many people as you would have hoped. Um, and um, uh, yeah, and they kind of get buried with all the other <laughs> releases that have been put out. And then it was really nice to be recognised in that way after we'd put in so much time and effort and resources into filming that. Um, yeah. How, how did it how did it come about? Do you know how did the people who are doing the awards even come to see it? Um, I think that when we released the when we released the single, we did inform the step um, forward team, um, just because they also put out news articles on their website. Um, so I think we 
probably sent a press release to them. And um, if I remember correctly, they actually didn't see the press release in time to actually put it out. Um, and I think it was it was actually around the time that the Queen passed away that we released this. Um, mm. It was actually the day, pretty much the day of um, mm. that happening, uh, which was actually a kind of crazy coincidence as far as the lyrics of the song. Um, if you kind of watch the video and keep that in mind, it's really quite moving. Um, and like we were just... Quite poignant. It was... It was unbelievably poignant, actually. But um, because of that, obviously, a lot of our press releases were kind of not picked up, yeah. um, understandably. So uh, definitely was not as big a news um, in any way. So, uh, but yeah, they obviously had had that on record and no idea why or what, like when they decided to add us to the music video category, but we're really glad that they did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me too, because it helps you get out to, to a bigger audience, which I would say is also part of the reason that you're here on the show, because we would love listeners to go and look you up, find out more about you. How do people connect with you? Where do they find you? Uh, so any social media, wherever you hang out on, on social media, um, you can find us there. Just uh, yeah, Google our Atlantic roots and you'll find us. And uh, also, if you want to listen to our music, we're on all streaming platforms. Um, or we do actually have physical CDs um, on our shop, yeah, and our website. So yeah, old school. That's cool. Yeah, you, you've got and you've got a little Etsy site, yeah, yeah. haven't you, from on your site? So yeah. what things can people get from your Etsy's? Uh, so we have some. Well, we have lots of little handmade goodies. So Mac and I are really passionate about supporting small businesses. We run um, small business small businesses ourselves so uh, we understand the the real impact that it has when somebody purchases something from a small business and we're also really passionate about um, supporting sustainably sourced materials um so we have purchased goods from other small businesses like little macrame key rings and um wooden key rings that are off cuts from like a wood turner's um work locally here in Cornwall um he makes bowls and spoons and things and um and has uh, essentially is making things out of Cornish wood and uh, rather than just kind of getting rid of that he's making little things extra little things out of out of the offcuts um and then we also have lyric books that were um these are pretty cool so these are handmade by a small business um up country and um everywhere's up country from Cornwall mm. uh, but they are lyric notebooks. So on the front, there's a little lyric, and they were um, they were printed onto the book by a typewriter, a 1950s vintage typewriter called Dorothy. The typewriter has a name. Wow! <laughs> Very cute. And the books are literally hand stitched as well. And um, yeah, that's really cool. And then various other little bits. We have Christmas cards at the minute, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But yeah. Lots of new things being added in the new year as well. That's cool. So so is the website ouratlanticroots.com? Dot com. Our Atlantic Roots. Yeah, and then you just click on shop. Easy. Or merch. Easy peasy. Tell you what, you, you guys remind me a little bit of a band called Drakeford. Have you ever heard of Drakeford? We know yeah, them. We know you know Drakeford. Yeah. I tell you why, because because yeah. Drake, when there when there was a there was a tornado that came through Nashville and uh, and a tree came down where where he was and he decided he was going to save sections of the tree uh, and then whittle it into little things. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've got. I actually had a ring that was made by Drake. No, Drake, I've, so. I've got a Drakeford necklace. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Small That's so, cool. so how do you know them? It, it's really, well, it's weird. It's weird because the very first time that we. Uh, met them was actually at Big Church Day Out when Mac and I were going as guests, not as uh, not performing. And we saw them performing, and we thought, "Oh, these guys kind of remind remind us of us, like our kind of music and things." And um, 
And then we got chatting with them afterwards and we found out that the we have similarities some, are scary. We have some it's weird similarities. Crazy. For example, um, so uh Mac is from North Carolina, um Drake is from uh he's from South, South Carolina. Carolina. But he had family in North Carolina, I have family in South Carolina that we oh. used to visit every year. Yep, yep. And yeah. And, and um, they are also married, and they have uh, f- they're four years apart. So I'm four years older than Mac. I know, shocking. Um, and and um, four years older than Drake. Yeah, and they met at Bible college, like us. Yeah, weird. That is and weird. It, it's even weirder it because turns out um, his last name his last name is actually Johnston. He's changed it now it was, to something else, which is his 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 dad's name. Yeah, yeah. And he he went with his mom's maiden name, which was Lanier, but his dad's name is actually Johnston, which and is Max Johnston. Which is my name. Weirder, really. So I was like, "Are we related? Because we even kind of look alike." And what a crazy thing! What's the chance? What's the chance of me mentioning them and then they're being yeah. that crazy? Yeah. That some it's a small world sometimes. So uh, uh, earlier in the year, I got to go and uh, and have a, a lovely supper with them out out in Nashville. So oh, wow. they're, they're great guys. So but um, but I, anyway, I was I, it would be nice. Maybe you should do a collab. That would be really cool. Like, yeah, we do actually. We give them quite a lot of shout outs because mm. we sometimes cover a few of their songs when we're playing live um, in our kind of longer sets. Um, you know, just in pubs and things around Cornwall. So we always give them a bit of a shout out. But we love to share music that our friends have written and music that other indie artists have written. And if it's a beautiful song, then why not share it? Give them a shout out, you know? Wow. Oh, okay. I, I like that. That's that's a very positive thing. <laughs> anyway, so but back to Our Atlantic Roots, because this is the Our Atlantic Roots edition of the Arts and <laughs> Um So you, you mentioned that you're playing in... in bars clubs things like that if you want to find out is, is, is there like a tour planned off the the new ep next year or what's going on we are in the middle of planning a tour for next year so we're going to be doing a full uk tour in the autumn and uh, we're not sure how many dates that's going to encompass yet but we're going to try and get to as many different corners of the uk as we can um and yeah throughout the year we will be visiting different places around the uk and that all that information will be able to be found on our website. So we don't pop our, whenever we do play at places like bars and pubs and hotels, um, we do that pretty much just in Cornwall, um, local and close to home for us. And we pop those dates on Instagram usually and Facebook, but they don't go on our website. Um, we keep our website for ticketed events and um, our Atlantic Roots shows because those are the dates tend to be more and we, we play some of our songs but we also play covers and things and it's a lot more chilled out than a, our Atlantic Roots show with all the stories and things so yeah that's what you can that's find cool. out about that is cool so so you I remember you played a big church festival you played the garden stage yeah festival wise this this coming year 2024 what, what have you got booked in that people might have heard of so we are going to be playing at Between the Trees Festival in South Wales, which is an indie folk festival. And we're going to be playing with, uh, hopefully, a full band um, on the main stage. And that's going to be really great. All the festivals have not been confirmed yet. So we are in the middle of confirming various festivals and events um, for next year. But if you know if there's any festivals or events that you'd like to see us at, then please do let the, let the organisers of those festivals know um, so that they book us. And um, yeah, we're hopefully going to be coming to a festival near you. Brilliant. Good, good plug as well, because 
I think that makes a lot of sense. If you want to see, if you want to see these guys at a festival locally, yeah. go and ask the organisers to book them because yeah. that would be that awesome. Is, that is how they kind of, a lot of times, how they end up making their final decisions. Uh, I saw a few posts yesterday from various festivals that kind of said, who do you want to see back next year or who do you want to see next year and um and yeah a lot of it is down to that because obviously it's all about who the crowd wants to see so yeah if you want to see us then please do give us a, a shout out to the to the festival organizers or on their pages on social media cool and we talked before about sort of income streams for you and you and you, you very much said that actually playing live was was a the way that money came in compared to say spotify which i think you said was paying 0.003p per dream which yeah. is not an awful lot of money but but you're but you and some of your songs have been played significant number of times if i look at spotify and we're, we're, is it nearly two million for one of them so so that's that's good uh, how are you managing to juggle all the things and as an indie band also grow yourself with a lot of um a lot of nights. lists and sleepless nights no, ma no maybe it? not it's it really is a, a it's a challenge and yeah. you have to really be um up for learning and asking for help and um i mean essentially it's quite a slow growth thing and um it's 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 pretty intense isn't it trying yeah, to Yeah learning how to switch off uh when you only have a, a limited amount of time uh so like trying to make the most of when we go away if we're somewhere it's like oh let's go for a walk for a couple hours and really just try and switch off and not think about the fact that we're going to be standing in front on a stage in front of a bunch of people that are and then you're know, coming back to the planning um, re-energized yeah yeah and, kind of yeah just having those little moments i think is really important definitely um but we do really appreciate everyone streaming our music and adding us to playlists and buying merchandise and coming out oh, to see us at festivals because we literally wouldn't be able to do what we do without that. And um, and it's easy to not mention the financial side, but the truth is that it costs us a lot of money to yes. make make the music and a lot of times we the way that we afford it is um by applying for grants and um, which obviously takes up a lot of time and is um kind of never guaranteed um but there's various uk funders and things that you mm. can apply to but um then it's just the money coming in from things like streaming and merchandise so yeah we we're... and donations we also have yeah. like um a, a, we have a few ways that you can people can donate to us um because again because streaming pays so little for example you, i calculated it a few weeks ago and it was something like someone would have to listen to uh, a song a day by us um, for the next like four years every day um, to, to equal one five pound CD. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it pays quite a little. So if there is anyone that's listening that uh, enjoys our music and wants to donate then you can f donate through spotify or you can find on our website or buy a cd um, or buy you a, don't CD have a cd and player give just um, yeah give it to a friend yeah yeah i think i think that sounds like you know, i i am keen that people support musicians and, and and value the gift and the ministry that you have so um so i definitely would say absolutely get get online and and see what things might be there to buy from your shop um and uh and help help this ministry continue because it's great being an independent artist though definitely has its challenges so definitely okay yeah. so we've got one more track 
to play for you guys. It's called Little Bird. Who'd like to introduce it? This was kind of fun because we actually, I had come up with this part on the guitar, um, the acoustic uh, bit, and then Laura was writing something totally separately. We were in other rooms and couldn't hear each other. And then we we both kind of came to each other really excited about wanting to show what we'd come up with and it just fit perfectly. Um, so yeah, that so was really cool. Yeah. That was really cool. And but lyrically, yeah. Laura took the lead on on this one. So. Yeah, I sometimes you just, you know, you're led by inspiration and something just will pop into your head and you'll kind of roll with it for a little while. And then as you continue to write the song, the meaning will become apparent or you'll start to kind of um, become more purposeful in the lyrics. And all of our lyrics, we want to have some kind of impact in meaning or share a story. It doesn't always have to be a really deep concept um but it always has to have a reason for existing um so but little bird was one of those songs that was inspiration led and i started with this little um little bird sing your song little bird sing with all your lungs and fly and um essentially this song is like it's been sung by the narrator which is god and the voice of god speaking to humanity and humanity is like um the little bird so i pictured in my head as i was writing this song a really cute fat little fluffy bird sat on the edge of a branch and uh, the bird was looking out at all the other big birds flying around and kind of um like on the perched on the edge of the branch looking and almost kind of uh like doubting whether whether he could actually get out and, and fly and the the narrator this the voice of god is kind of encouraging the little bird and saying actually this is your purpose and i knew why i created you i know why i created you don't doubt it um and uh and fly and sing your song and do what you were called to do um so yeah it's it's a song that is encouraging um all of us um and to know that we are created with purpose and we're created for adventure and we're created um yeah with uh by a loving god um and yeah so it's a song about purpose and identity really and knowing that that is found in our creator um yeah so this is a little bird that was Little Bird by the wonderful Our Atlantic Roots. An absolute joy to have them on the show. So I hope you enjoyed their music and their stories as much as I did. And of course, there are many other interviews that you can uh, listen to. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. Maybe like it, share it with a friend. We want these blessings to go as far as possible. And I look forward to joining you on the next episode. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.